Jacob, in, on this day in 1986, in the NFL draft, Auburn running back Bo Jackson is the first pick by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Is this the greatest athlete of all time? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. I think he would have been, if able to finish his career, been a Hall of Famer in both baseball and football, which I don't think would ever be replicated. I mean, the only guys that also come to mind are, you're going to hate me for this, like Wilt Chamberlain. I think he could like high jump like seven feet, and I think he was a good sprinter. But like... I don't know. I mean, I just don't think anyone has been able to match. Maybe Deion Sanders. He's the only. He's the only. He's the only other guy who I think has been uh, who has succeeded in both leagues at the same time. I mean, in your head, I mean, I don't can't even think of anybody right now. The if it is probably is Deion Sanders. I mean, I'm sure there's a, I know there's a lot of NFL players right now that do do both, but you know, none of them that are successful in both. I don't. You know, I I can't think of the last time a. Um, an NFL player has played in a in a regular season baseball game. I mean, Russell Wilson uh, goes into the Texans and now the Yankees spring training every year and gets like a couple of bats and a few innings in the field, but that's about it. Yeah, it's just I you, you just don't see it anymore. I mean, cl- clearly we didn't really watch him, but man, just seeing all the documentaries and like all clearly with social media seeing all like the videos of Bo Jackson and stuff like that I mean there's 30 for 30 for on him and that might be one of my favorite ones to watch that's a great one I mean and he also has one of the greatest uh just highlight reels in all of sports I mean you got I mean and the big one that always pops up to me when 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 I think of him is the wall run after that catch <laughs> in center field like the like the Bo Jackson wall run is just iconic like that's the first thing that comes to mind yeah, you, I, that was that was absolutely crazy. That's just honestly, it's probably the first thing that comes to my mind too. Is is that wall that wall run? That, that's something you don't see anymore. That or like, was it? I think he like robbed a home run and he gunned a guy out on like one hop from the left field um, fence to like first base. Some like it's it's like it's that it's the wall run and there's there's I can't think of the exact scenario, but there's a throw of his that's just ludicrous. After like after he robs a home run and makes a diving catch and he just on a line just lasers a guy. Said so I, I can't think of the exact play, but there's there's another throw. It's crazy. It's it's crazy because I mean like I, I have these baseball highlights coming into my mind and he was I mean he was a primary football player which is funny and like the only football highlight I can think of is when he destroyed his hip on his last play. <clears throat> yeah, I mean he. Uh, yeah, he's just. I mean. Successful in both sports, yeah. A lot of baseball stuff comes for me too, but I mean, it's crazy. I mean, he, he's a Heisman Trophy winner too, so it's not like like it's just crazy. I mean, Heisman Trophy winner gets drafted, you know, plays both football and baseball. They're just very good at both things, and it's just it was crazy to think about. But you know, I mean, he, I, I just don't think we'll I think it'll be a long time, or if we do ever see it ha- happen again, honestly. I I just don't think that these that that nowadays th- there's a guy who would just be willing to honestly. I mean, I don't think anyone wants to get hurt. He said, I, I mean, like notable guys. Like I said, you, you got Deion Sanders. I mean, like I said, I mean, who was stealing bases and triples for the Yankees, you know? And then you had Bo Jackson with the Royals. Like, I just don't. I just I, like I just can't think of like a situation where someone would do that these days. I mean, like I mean. A guy in in prime position to do so would have been Kyler Murray, and he didn't even consider it. 
It had been kind of cool to see Kyler Murray do it, but I'd love to see it. Like, I think like the day needs to come back, kind of like the two-way pitcher, like Shohei. You know? Yeah, that's a, that's a fun one to watch too. Is Shohei actually seeing pitcher hit and a pitcher pitch? I mean, he's pretty good at both. I'm definitely better at batting, but I mean, he's definitely not a Cy Young caliber pitcher, but I mean, he's a good pitcher. I mean, he's got good stuff. His ERA is good. He strikes guys out like crazy because his junk is ridiculous. <laughs> well, that's for sure. I was just seeing, it's always fun to see uh, highlights from Shohei Itani on Twitter, Instagram, but well, welcome boys and girls. I think we should move on um, to the Bro- long brother podcast today. Um, for today's podcast, we talk about the first round of the NFL draft and we talk about some NBA today with the playoffs happening with the first round basically over. We have one more series left being Memphis versus uh, the Timberwolves and just some other random NBA stuff that's happening today. But to start off our podcast, we're going to we start with the NFL draft with yesterday being the first round of the NFL draft. Uh, the second and third round is going on right now as we speak, actually. And but we're going to focus mostly on the first round. Which Jacob, I, this was a draft that I don't think anyone knew what was going to happen. You have a a non-quarterback heavy um, draft class where there's not any, you know, strong quarterback that you would imagine that you probably want as your franchise. I mean, yeah, they're you're basically taking a chance on a quarterback. And also a drafter, we see the first five picks becoming on on the defensive side of the ball. I think when I was watching draft, I said this is the, only the second time in history that that has happened. And it's just kind of a whack draft. I mean, a lot of trades happened yesterday. And, I mean, Jacob, what's your takeaway, your biggest takeaway on yesterday? If it was some trades, if it was picks, or and just, just overall, I mean, what's your thought process on the draft yesterday? You know, like you said, I mean, there is just not a ton of offensive talent up top outside of some, you know, I mean, op- some tackles and receivers. But I mean, I'm looking at, I'm looking back, and after that, and after those first five um, defensive players, the next one, two, three, four, five, six, seven picks were offensive players, um, tackles and wide receivers, like I said, and no quarterbacks until the twentieth pick. And as we sit right now for the people who are listening afterwards we're at pick 49 in the draft and there's still only been one quarterback off the board to me that's just unheard of i just don't i mean i can't think of a draft i can't think of a draft in recent memory where there's only been one quarterback off the board in the top 50 because unless the saints take 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 um willis at 49 here which they might they sure might like i just don't really see a time where a quarterback can go off the board even in the next like 10 picks like, it's just, like I said, I mean, it's just super thin this year on the quarterback talent. And which is, which I, I feel like is just weird because I feel like in our time, at least, Jacob, I mean, I feel like each draft there's at least one quarterback or one dude that people like, that, that are wanting and they're interested, you know, that, that I feel like usually goes top 10 or so. And what was it last year after... Was it last year a couple of years? I mean, we've had a couple years here where we've been quarterback heavy in the draft. I mean, last year, the first three picks were all quarterback. And I mean, like we just seen these drafts with quarterbacks, and which is rightfully so because NFL is a quarterback league. A lot of throwing the ball now, 
And it's just times of the times have changed from, you know, ground and pound running game and defense. But, you know, that's it's just weird to see that, like you said, we're at the 49th pick and there's only one quarterback off the board right now. Um, I, I just, there, it's just, I was, when I was watching the draft yesterday, it was just really cool to see that it was just, you know, defensive end, defensive end, cornerback, cornerback, defensive end. Like, I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, you don't, granted, you don't see like a wide receiver or, you know, running back typically go that early, but I mean, it's just, it was just cool to see that, you know, the quarterback didn't get picked till that late and kind of cool that Kenny Pickett gets to stay right in Pittsburgh, right where he's been for the last four years. That worked out and, great for them that he, that he slid. They didn't even have to, they didn't even have to try to trade up. I mean, a lot of people kind of thought that Willis might go like number six to Carolina, but said, I mean, he's, having said, I mean, he's still sitting here at 49 waiting for someone to call his name. And, uh, I don't said, I'm, I mean, after the, like, <laughs> After the Saints, it's the Chiefs who aren't going to take a quarterback. The Eagles, the Steelers, the Colts, Patriots, Cardinals, Dallas, and then the Bills. Like that's 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 eight, that's nine more picks where we know none of those teams are taking a quarterback. Then it's back to the Falcons who might take one, maybe maybe not. You know, so I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's also kind of nice because I mean, I just think this is one of those years where there's there's not a ton of teams who like have a desperate need at quarterback. Like the team, I mean, like the Jaguars have their guy. The Jets have their guy, even though I don't think Zach Wilson is the guy. The Jets think they have their guy. You know, the 49ers have their guy. Um, like Detroit, I think, is going to just try to ride Goff out and see what happens with him. So, like, I don't I don't think Detroit's taking a quarterback. Like Tampa Bay might take a flyer in the third or fourth round to see if they can get Brady to, to, to coach him up. But I mean, like, there's just not a lot of teams out there who have, like, a glaring need at quarterback either this year. Yeah, I mean, there's... Like you said, I, there's not really many people that really. And the thing is about the uh, um, the Jets, you know, I don't think Zach Wilson's the guy either. But you know, they just drafted him, and you know, and I feel like they also looked at be like, this is not the year to if we're gonna try to uh, you know, get a different quarterback. Like this, this is definitely not the year. I mean, they could definitely wait and reach for you know, a while. But I, it's just weird. I mean. My my biggest take was like there's a lot of trades yesterday. I, I'm gonna say one thing. You say about well, t- well, Tampa Bay also did you know draft Kyle Trask last year, like late in the draft or whatever year two or go. I'm pretty sure it was last year. Kyle Trask was uh, it would have been last year. They drafted him late for old Tom Brady. I think they got him like the third round, right? Somewhere in there. Like I said, they just they they kind of took him somewhere in the middle. Yeah, the Saints took uh, safety. So I don't. We we might see only one quarterback go in the first two rounds. No, which is crazy to think, but I mean, I guess, like I said, I, I'm not surprised. It's just not very quarterback heavy this year, and not a lot of. I mean, I feel like if there was five dudes who were like last year, like you know, lot really good quarterbacks or whatnot. I mean, next year there might be, we might be quarterback quarterback heavy. You got Bryce Young. You'll have uh, C.J. Stroud. <laughs> CJ Stroud coming out. I know there's a couple more. I just I can't really think I think I think the guy for Florida is good, right? Um, well, Clemson's uh whatever I can't even ever pronounce that dude's name. I th- he'll be eligible for the draft too next year. I mean there's I'm mean, granted there'll be there'll be people next year for it, but my biggest thing take was like yesterday was just it was just crazy seeing all these picks. Like honestly, I started playing uh I was watching it, but then I started playing Call of Duty with JKG. 
Um, so I was just following it on my phone and just seeing all these trades and seeing AJ Brown gets traded. I mean, we talked about him last week about these wide receivers and you know where they're gonna go and if they're going to get paid. And we see Hollywood Brown get traded to the Cardinals. And man, was my boy Jack, Lamar Jackson not very happy about that trade by the looks of it. And it looked like a lot of the Titans players too weren't very happy to see AJ Brown go, I think. But AJ Brown wanted to get paid, and it didn't seem like that the Titans were going to pay him. So they got rid of him. And the whole Hollywood Brown thing, I just don't quite understand. I mean, you're taking one of Lamar Jackson's targets away from him, and then they. I mean, hopefully they trade or they draft a wide receiver something here to help Lamar out. But, I mean, it's kind of cool. I guess Hollywood Brown and old Kyler Murray get to squad up again like they were in college. Yeah, like I said, ton of trades. And I'm going to uh, I'm gonna hit on the Vikings here because of, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, you know, all the, all the Vikings fans in the area. But what the hell is Kwesi doing? Like, they had the 12th pick. They traded it back for um for you know for the last pick in the first round to take a safety when they could have taken Hamilton at twelve, and then the pick that they traded for they traded back again for like more third rounders like what like he he he's clearly playing the quantity game here I think he just wants to get as many bodies in his door as possible but like Grant and I have been texting like pretty much all day, you know, you know, during the draft yesterday and today. And we do like, I, I just can't figure out the logic behind what he's doing. Yeah. I've, uh, (laughs) clearly I follow a lot of Vikings fans on Twitter and I I think I can't remember if Taylor Scott tweeted or if he, uh, just liked a tweet or something, but it it was just so funny. It was just like, it was just like the Vikings trade there, whatever pick for, you know, whatever, however many picks like today or something, and it was, I can't remember what the tweet was. It was just so funny to see. I'm just like, I've seen a bunch of people tweet too, like, you know, quality over quantity, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. It's kind of strange. Like, like you said, they trade back, trade back. Like, they could have got a better quality dude at 12 rather than trading back. And like, I get if they, they trade just, back and they take like a an edge or something like that, or literally any other, any other position. But, if, but, but like if going to this draft, like we need a safety and Kyle Hamilton, who is arguably the best player in the whole draft is available at 12. And then you trade back 20 spots. They didn't trade back five. They traded back 20 spots and moved up like 13 spots in the second round. That makes no sense. And then they got an extra third rounder in there, which I guess if you think the third rounder has value, then they took the, and then, then they took, um, they're picking the second and then they traded it to, to their biggest rival on the planet so they can get the best wide receiver available for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Like, I, what are they doing? Like, I mean, I was a big fan of Questy cause I'm also a numbers guy and he was like an investment banker and all sorts of stupid stuff like that. So, I mean, like, I kind of thought he'd like do some fancy data analytics baloney, but like, I, I cannot for the life of me figure out what his game plan here is. Cause it just kind of seems like he's just, you know, playing Madden and just trading everything. <laughs> oh yeah that, that makes it funny because there's like a twitter page yep yesterday where like after all these trades are happening like they went on madden to see if uh these trades would be accepted and like all of them got declined i know it's mad and not real life but it's just yeah, i don't know what he's doing i feel bad for whole minnesota fans but you know never never know we this happens all the time we'll crap on a dude for making these trades and stuff like that and then one of two of the even three of the four picks that they get or something turn out to be dudes. And then we're just like, oh man, he actually did know what he was doing. 
Yeah. I mean, clearly the Vikings have a couple dudes in their mind who they really like that they knew that they could get later on. I understand that there there is a dude early on, but clearly they thought in their head after all the scouting reports and, you know, the pro days and stuff like that, he they they probably just in their head they have these three or four dudes that they really, really like that they know that they can get in the second and third round. And they're just like, well, let's just trade our picks and keep moving back and back and back is what I assume. If not, they're just thinking – I hope that's what, you know, they're thinking rather than just like the, oh, I mean, if we have more picks, you know, we have a better chance, maybe better chance of finding someone good. But I don't know. I mean, also maybe trading back to try to meet a bunch of, you know, places that they need help with on offense and defense or special teams or whatnot. But I don't know. I guess it would be cool to see. Honestly, Jacob, I love the, you know, I feel like the Jets. They've had a Jets, great draft in my opinion. The the Jets, I think the Saints have had you know good good draft. The, and oh my gosh, well when Aiden Hutchinson went to the Lions, I was so happy because you know Lions are terrible, and I'm like, oh yes, that dude is with the Lions and not like I know the Jags are bad too, but like the Lions are typically always bad. And but then my freaking Ohio State man Garrett Wilson gets drafted by the Jets, and I was like, I am depressed right now. I'm like, are you kidding me? I, uh, he has. Uh, I just I just couldn't believe it. But I think the Jets have done a good job. I mean, we'll see what they what they do. I feel like the Jets and like typical teams, Jets, Browns. I mean, I guess the Browns have drafted some good players, but I just think about all the quarterbacks they've had in their lifetime. And like I feel like the Jets have been a team that typically haven't had. I mean, this is a this is a Super Bowl for the Jets, from what I've seen on Twitter, is, is the draft day because they always have a top ten pick every single year and they're still historically absolutely bad in the past 10 years and i think they did a good job and i'm curious to see if they can get actually a a good quarterback or maybe quarterback zach wilson starts developing into the player they think he's gonna be but i mean they definitely got him a little bit of help they got they got him a receiver to throw the ball to so i mean it's at least he has a threat you know, I mean, there. I mean, the other two picks in the first round short up the defense, but playing quarterback is easier when your defense can stay on the. You know, can, uh, you know, can, <laughs> you know, can help you out and get and give up a few and give up a few less points. So I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't have any issues with with what the with what the Jets have been doing. I was, I, I am very satisfied with Seattle's first round pick. Um, I think they. I mean, it's. It's one of those things where, like, I think they could have gotten him at, like, 12-13, but, I mean, I also saw mock drafts where Cross is going top five, and he's probably the best pass blocker in the draft, so I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. I think I, I think that was a great pick, and then they and they went and took um, Kenneth Walker the third, which I thought was interesting in, with the 41st pick, but, I mean, I think the Seahawks are having a pretty good draft at this point. I kind of, ho- I kind of hope they take take. I mean, if they can get Desmond Ritter in like the third round, I'd be all for it. Because uh, honestly, at this point, it's either take a flyer on one of these quarterbacks this year, get get Coral, get Sam Howell, get someone in the third, fourth round, and see what happens, and see if we get a Russell Wilson, or just trade like a fourth round pick for Baker Mayfield. I mean, because I, I would like to see someone else other than. Drew Locke and um and, and 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 Geno Smith just for an extra body. If they don't start, then they don't start. But I just kind of want to have a little more competition, like at the quarterback spot. So 
Like I said, I mean, if they can if they can grab Ritter in the third round, I'm all for it. Yeah, no, and I I, w- I will say one thing. Like, I know you follow the Seahawks. I mean, your Seahawks fan, you follow them. Patriots. I mean, I have nothing really to say about them. I, I mean, thought that was a big reach. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. But I mean, I'm not gonna. I will never disagree or with what Bill Belichick and the Patriots do. I mean, in the past, they seem they've known what they're doing. So, I'm not. Not going to say dislike or like or dislike. I will say this, though. You know, People are crapping on the Packers for not in the first time not drafting a wide receiver. But the wide receiver they drafted didn't get picked. Like, because the, like, their, their first pick in the first round was a 22nd pick, and then they had the 28th pick. The, the last wide receiver to get taken was before the one they just t- they took was the, was the 18th pick of the draft. So, I mean... I don't think they're like yesterday when they're just like, oh, the Packers are stupid for not, you know, drafting a wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers, but their their wide receiver that they would have picked in the round twenty two was still available in the pick thirty four. So I, I mean, I think the Packers were smart in that way. Last night when I was thinking too, I was like, how stupid are they? And then after looking at it, and they still got the same wide receiver that they probably would have drafted at twenty two. You know what? Doesn't make no difference. Yeah, like I said none went in, but two. Like I mean, that was my first thought, especially after their second first round pick. They didn't take a wide receiver. My first reaction was, what are they doing? Like, do they want Aaron Rodgers to retire before the season starts? But like you said, you start looking at the draft board and you go, yeah, there weren't really any more first round wide receiver talents left. Then they traded up for the Vikings pick, and then they grabbed Christian Watson. To my absolute hatred, I. I cannot believe. Why do these NDSU guys always land in the perfect place? Like, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to talk about it. I mean, if you want to, if you want to go rant about, I don't want to speak about why NDSU players get put in great situations. I so, mean, that's the that's the luckiest college football team on the planet. Every single time they go play an FBS team, it's in a down year, and then they win. Like, it's so stupid, except for their win against Iowa. I'll give them their win against Iowa. But, like, they have got to be one of the luckiest football teams on the face of the planet. They just, like, Wentz in his rookie year almost wins a freaking MVP and then a Super Bowl. Like, I just, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to end it at that. I can, I can hate on NDSU all day. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm not going to say much on it. All I will say is, is Big Cat tweeted after they they drafted. He said Christian Watson or C- Christian Watson, and then in all caps, bust with an exclamation <laughs> point. I'm just like, yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. That's what, I, that's what I'm hoping for too. But um, I I will say I really have nothing else to speak about the draft. I mean, it's kind of been interesting. I'll just say about the Green Bay too is that it came out today or whatever that uh, for. Green Bay's Aaron Rodgers like came out and said that like he was surprised when the team traded Devontae Adams because he said when he signed with the Packers, his impression was that Devontae was gonna be coming back and playing with them. And That's now, rough. Well, I mean, hopefully for Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, Christian Watson is absolutely great wide receiver for him. Um, for my sake, I hope he's a bust and he sucks. And honestly, honestly, I feel like just Aaron Rodgers is just kind of. You know, great guy, but, like, I, I feel like the Packers haven't really helped him out in past drafts, and, like, I just haven't helped him out in past drafts. They're trading away his best, you know, wide receiver he's had there, you know, maybe ever with the Packers. They also lost Valdez, uh, what's his name, Valdez Scantling. 
did I get the yeah. two names in the right order? Um, I said like they're they're really thin. Like I said I mean they have Tunyon. They, I mean Christian Watson can be the best wide receiver. I mean we we've seen what rookie wide receivers can do. I mean I mean we've seen what I mean we've seen what you know DK did his rookie year. We've seen what uh, Justin Jefferson did two years ago. We saw what uh, Jamar Chase did last year. I'm, I'm like, I mean like he could come in and be all pro. I mean oh, yeah, for sure. For, I mean he also might mm-hmm. not. But I mean like I said I mean he's the, he's even if he is all pro he's not Devontae Adams. Well, no, just, I mean, it seems like he's going to be coming into the Packers. I mean, I can't think off the top of my head who else the Packers have at wide receiver, but, I mean, he could be going in there right away just being the number one option for Aaron Rodgers, and clearly Aaron Rodgers is a pretty damn good quarterback, so he's easily going to get get him the ball. So, I mean, I like I said, that's just interesting about the Packers and I feel like their offseason moves that they make every single year because it never seems like they're really helping out Aaron Rodgers, who's arguably the most talent, one of the best, most talented quarterbacks ever to play the game. And, but besides that, um, I have nothing else to put on draft. If you want to put some final touches or words on it, you sure can. I don't know. Like I said, I mean, you touched on those, uh, you know, on the, on that Ravens and that Titans trade. I kind of like them both actually. Um, like I said, I mean, they, both of them probably didn't like the idea of, 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 of signing those wide receivers, bigger deals. I think they both got great young guys coming in. Uh, Tennessee ended up drafting Traylon Burks out of Arkansas and, Baltimore, I think, got the steal of the draft with Kyle Hamilton at 14. So, I mean, Kuiper had him at number four, but, I mean, you could arguably say he was probably the best, you know, player in this draft. And getting him at 14, I think, was a great grab for them. Like I said, I mean, I've, I've, I've gone over my Seahawks. I don't get that Patriots pick. When when they did that, I'm, I'm just going to bring this up just to, just to make you mad, but, like, uh, do you see the graphic that said there was a 93% chance that that the guy that draft would be available for to them with their next pick in the second round without even moving yep. up? <laughs> they could have gone in the second round. Like I get, I mean, like I get, I mean, maybe Belichick is like, this is the guy I want. I think he's better than all these guys in front of him. I think he's a first round talent. Why don't you trade back 20 spots and pick up three more draft picks and pick them anyway? Like well, that, you never know. I mean, there, you, I mean, I understand. I completely understand that ninety. I saw the whole ninety percent thing too. I mean, it's just it's just like the thought of the process is is you know if the Packers drafted their wide receiver at twenty two. But my 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 thought process is we we also don't know what's happening in the in those draft rooms. Like you know the, the Patriots could have been on there and be like we want this guy, and then someone on the phone says like we're picking this guy neck on the twenty third pick if you don't trade us or like if you don't you know you know there might there might have been other teams that really wanted this dude too and i just patriots wanted to sure that they had him like i said i'm not gonna if i was uh, if i if my favorite team was an unsuccessful team that struggled to win every year i would probably be upset but bill belichick and the patriots consistently make good moves to make the team better so i'm not gonna I'm not going to question, even if they there's, there was a percentage that they could have got him in the second round. I'm going to question it. But like you said, um, these GMs have a much better idea of who these other guys are going to take than we do. So I said, I mean, like there, there definitely could have been rumblings that, oh boy, if we don't move up, the Bengals are taking him at 31. You know? Yeah. So we got to, we got to, you know, we just got to, we just got to take him. Because if we don't, we kind of think that these two or three teams are probably going to end up taking him because of, like I said, I mean, which I, I, I don't think a lot of people realize, like most of these GMs actually kind of know who the other, um, you know, who these teams are going to take. 
just between mm-hmm. trade talks between everyone. All these GMs are talking to each other, you know, like for the most, I mean, and, and, and these GMs know what the other teams need, you know, more than we do. So, I mean, these guys have a good idea of who's taking who, like, have have you ever seen a draft pick going as fast as when as when as when Hutchinson was still on the board at number two for the Lions? That took them like fifteen seconds. Yeah, it didn't take him long to make that pick. That well, I mean, might have been the off- fastest first round pick ever. I mean, they knew what they wanted. I mean, if they would have drafted Hutchinson, you know, first first pick, they clearly I feel like the pick would have been in right away, and you know, uh, Travion Walker would have been right there too. I just. Like, I, I, I mean, I, I say this every year. It doesn't make any sense to me that whoever has the number one pick always waits to the last second to put their pick in. I'm like, you guys know who you're going to pick. Like, in my head, they're sitting there just staring at the phone waiting for a trade for a, for a trade call, and then they put in their pick last minute. Like I said, the Lions, the Lions immediately, I mean, like I said, and, and, and Big Cat was talking on his podcast, like, is there anything worse than, like, when as soon as you pick, the team behind you is like, wow, you're so stupid, and they put in their pick immediately? which it isn't a dumb pick but it's like detroit clearly like if detroit had the first pick of the draft they would have picked hutchinson like hutchinson was the guy on their board and uh said i mean it and i think that's a great pick for them like i mean and i think that's where hutchinson wanted to end up you know just be a hometown guy it's 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 it's, it's kind of like lebron going to cleveland you know it's like you, you get to hold on to the guy who grew up in the area played played at college 30 minutes away and all that fun stuff. But I think that's where I'll, I'll, I'll end my draft analysis. Yeah. I say I have nothing. I have really nothing else to add about it. I mean, of course, once again, it's a sec heavy. I think it was like 11 players in the first round. I mean, Georgia had five defensive players go in the first round. I feel much less bad about Michigan not being able to move the ball on them. Yeah. <laughs> but besides that, a lot of trades happened. Um, a lot of trades, a lot of defense, no quarterbacks have been basically uh, the what the first round and getting into the second round here today has been all about. Um, but I think moving forward from the NFL draft, we, we move into the NBA playoffs where the first round is basically complete, which we have one we have one series left being Memphis and Minnesota, like I said earlier. Memphis leads three two. Um that game is tonight, actually. Um, that's kind of been a wacky, uh, series as well. I wonder, I'm pretty sure it's in Minnesota tonight. So we'll see if we have another protest on the floor that will, uh, you know, hype the, the Timberwolves up to take game six here. seems like anytime there's a protest or something, they end up winning. I, but, might, have to, I, I, I might have to make it a bucket list item to, to, to do an on-court protest at a Timberwolves game. <laughs> no, yeah, that'd be, that'd be interesting, but yeah, no, it's been the first round's over. We had Phoenix taking the series with Chris Paul not missing a shot last night to win the series, which is just crazy. Dallas beats um the Jazz. Golden State beats Denver in five games. Miami wins in five games. Philly does not get upset and blow a three zero um lead, which everyone thought they were going. I was to. really hoping that they that they'd blow it because that'd just be such a that'd just be great for the Doc Rivers hater haters out there. And say Milwaukee beat Chicago in five, and Boston swept the Nets. Jacob, I mean, minus if the Timberwolves win tonight. I mean, first round there was really no, not not one game went to a game seven, and it's just and the higher seeds of, have won every series so far too. Yeah, and I feel like 
most years in the past. I mean, I think typically the higher seed does win, but like I feel like in the past, you know, at least one team makes makes a series out of it. Like, if if Minnesota wins tonight, I mean, I told you this on podcast last week or whatever week it was that I think the Minnesota Memphis game is going to go into seven games. I think Memphis will come out, but so theoretically, right now we have Phoenix versus Mavs. Heat versus Sixers, Milwaukee versus the Celtics, and then Golden State versus Memphis or the Timberwolves. And the big thing, Jacob, I will say this is that the Milwaukee Bucks that Chris Middleton is out for the whole series, and possibly if they make it, if they beat the Celtics to the conference finals, that he might be possibly out for the whole conference finals. Which, Oof. as a Celtics fan, makes me happy. But then, then again, it's like all oh, the Celtics wins. Like, oh, if they had Chris Middleton, like. But the Celtics are rolling right now. That's why I, I, mean, I, I always hope that that when I play another team that all their best players play because I don't want to hear, well, this guy was hurt after you win a series because that's all you're going to hear. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, Jacob, I mean, so the Suns have looked just – they look like they, that, that they can – like, you know, they haven't looked great. I feel like the like teams that look absolutely good right now are the Warriors and the Celtics, and you could probably even say the Heat. Um, right now, Jacob, what have you noticed in the playoffs so far, and and looking forward to these next series, and who who do you think we're gonna you that you think we might see in the conference finals? I mean, I think it's gonna be Heat Celtics, especially. I would have wanted to have taken the Bucks without Middleton. Said, I mean, I love Giannis. I I think he's probably the best basketball player on the planet right now. But I just don't really see how he can get through them, and especially especially after the Celtics just swept the Nets. Like KD and Kyrie aren't exactly an easy group of guys to to sweep, regardless of what the rest of the team looks like. So I mean, I'm definitely gonna take the Celtics and the Heat. I just don't have that, that much faith in the 76ers. I just don't have any faith in James Harden, and I think the Heat look really good right now. I mean, they took care of you know they took care of. Um, the Hawks pretty easily, and in the last game, they didn't even have their two best players, and they and they and they took care of them easily because Trey Young just magically became one of the worst players on the planet during that series. Do you see that he had like the second highest drop in points per game ever from regular first. season to playoffs? It was might have been either way. Either way, that's like he went from like twenty nine points a game to like fifteen. I really do think that them making it to the Eastern Conference Finals last year might have might have been bad for them. I kind of think they came into the season thinking that they were the big boys on the block and forgot that they're in the same conference as the Heat, the Bucks, the Celtics, and the you know the Nets. Well, the Eastern <laughs> Conference was Eastern Conference was very honestly. I feel like well, maybe not the West, but like like I said, the Heat, the Sixers are coming up, Bucks. Celtics, Nets, and then even even for a while, I mean, Chicago didn't never beat the good teams, but the one of the they were up there. And they're plagued by injuries. I mean, I don't think they had Caruso for like the last quarter of the season. Yeah, I don't think so. And Lonzo was out for a while there too. They have all those injury problems. But I don't know. I think I have to agree with you. The other day when we when we were on the podcast, I'm pretty sure I said, "Oh, Philly." going to be and playing for not I, I don't agree with that anymore i think i think i will i was wrong i think but you know maybe i should just stick with them and roll with them but i'm not because the heat look good i think it's going to be heat celtics and then i think uh, i mean mavericks i just don't think they're consistent enough they have the talent there 
to. I just don't think they're consistent enough to beat the Suns. And I think so. I think it'd be Suns Warriors, and I think it's, I honestly think the Warriors are gonna be back in the finals. And because Phoenix, the, the the thing about Phoenix, they have talent around them. The thing that keeps them is that they're very like, like they all work together very well. They're like a put together team. And that's Chris and, Paul. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm just is, gonna it, say it. I mean, it is Chris Paul for sure, but I mean, they have all the people around them that just come together. And the only other team that I'd say is like that would be the Bucks. I mean, the Bucks are about the same team as that they just have players around them that they all buy into what they're supposed to be doing. And like, it's not just like two players can just, I mean, I know you have Giannis for the Bucks. I mean, that makes it a little different, but it's just like, you know, they have Chris Milton that can take over. They had Drew Holiday and like, you know. It's just I think they're a team that's well put together, but the the Warriors are also to an extent are kind of to that, but they're just very star power heavy, especially Jordan Poole coming up. And I think I think the Warriors will put them down and I think the Miami I mean Celtics are playing unreal. I mean the Miami's playing pretty good too, but I, I think it's gonna be a Warrior Celtics and I, I feel like I don't I don't really know. I think I'm still it's just this is like we talked about. This is like the first playoffs in a long time that, it's, that there's not been like a super team or like you know. I mean, last year really wasn't either. I mean, they were there, but they didn't make it to the finals. But like, we're finally transitioning away from that. It seems like, but I mean, there's who knows in a couple off seasons here we might get some people signing and creating another super team or something. But it's just cool to see that like, like I said, this feels like one of the first playoffs I've been actually excited to like follow. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm gonna stick with my guns. I still really like the Heat and the Suns, and I I'm not 100 sure on uh uh oh man Devin Booker on Devin Booker when he's coming back. I think I think he's supposed to be back for this whole series, but like I said, I mean honestly, I think I think they can get through the Mavericks without him. Like I think they'd be fine with just you know just with running with you know McCall Bridges and um. Aiton, Chris Paul, and I think yeah, well, and, and Jay Crowder. Like, like I, th- I think they'll be okay. I think they probably get take. I think they probably get taken to like six or seven games without them. But I think they'll be fine. Like as long as they can get Booker back for the Warriors series, because the Warriors are gonna. I think the Warriors are gonna sweep whoever comes out of. Okay, uh, Jacob. Too, I, I should correct you right now. Um, Devin Booker's playing. He played in last night's game. Okay, so they're good. All right. I was gonna say, yeah, they're fine I mean, then. I- I so said he he played last night. Um, he played 32 minutes last night too. I mean, he only had 13 points, five rebounds, and three assists. But doesn't matter one. Chris Paul doesn't miss a shot. Literally does not miss one shot the whole game. 33 points, five rebounds, five assists. Yeah. Like, well, I, honestly, I went to probably you know, but I, when we were playing Call of Duty last night, Jake Gilbert, I was he was watching the Suns game, and I asked him, I was like, is Devin Booker playing? He's like, oh yeah, he's on the court right now. I was like, oh, okay. I could have sworn he was out it. the whole series, but like I said, I, I clearly have no well, idea what like, I'm talking about. Well, he was supposed to be out for two to three weeks, but um, I saw stuff on Twitter, too, that he was eyeing a return for game six because uh, this injury happens to be better. It must be the weed or something. <laughs> Just whatnot. But I don't know. I, I have nothing really else to say about the finals. I I or the playoffs. I think it'll be I think this minute. I think Minnesota will come up with a win tonight. I'll go to game seven. And honestly, I, I would imagine I think the Grizzlies will win this series, but I wouldn't be surprised if the T Wolves did. And I mean, I wouldn't I, either. I mean, the T Wolves honestly should have won this thing in five. They are yeah. two blown. I mean, two big blown leads in the fourth quarter away from winning this game in five. They just don't. Honestly, they just don't have any finishers. 
Like, you can't really rely on Ant yet. He just doesn't really, you know, have it in him. I mean, DeAndre Russell, I think, thinks he is, but I'm not sure. Like, if I trust him to close out a game and and Cat is just a basket case. Yeah, so... Oh, whatever. Either way, I'm not. Won't be surprised. I think it doesn't matter. They're gonna lose to the Warriors in at least five games. Five games max. I think it'll be a sweep. I just don't think so, either one of them is gonna be ready. And like I said, then I think these actually next round games should be pretty interesting to watch. I mean, I think the Suns, Dallas will be. I mean, I wish Chris Milton was playing. So when the Celtics actually do beat him, there was like I said, there's no excuses or anything like that. But Anyways, I don't know. I, I'm excited to see where the, where the finals ha- have come in, in the next round. But, well, Jacob, I mean, speaking of, you know, Memphis and the, and the Timberwolves while we're on it, I mean, one of our other topics today is, is John Morant winning the most improved player two years after winning Rookie of the Year. And there's been a lot of controversy on John Morant winning most improved player that if if he actually deserves it, I mean, granted he he improved. There's no denying that, but a lot of people don't think that you know. Honestly, when they came out with their three people that uh, uh, that that made the finals for it, I thought Dejounte had it locked up. Honestly, well, it just Dejounte. I mean, you can argue like Jordan Poole. Well, and then didn't you see uh, John Morant just end up giving Desmond Bain his most improved <laughs> yeah. player award anyways? Because I, I feel like John Morant could care too, you know, couldn't care less about it. Uh, I just think this is a year, I feel like in the past they've gotten it right. But, like, I just feel like this year, I'm like, John Morant, it's like, did, did he make that big of a jump this year? Because from what I remember last year, he was pretty damn good. Like I said, he, year, he, he was went, pretty damn good. He went from, like... He he had you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna pull up his basketball reference page and look and look at his stats. But like I said, he went from rookie of the year to last year borderline all star, and then this year they're gonna give him most improved player. Like it doesn't that doesn't make any sense. Like most improved players are for guys like Jordan Poole who were in the G League less than 365 days ago, and are averaging yeah. and 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 averaged like 30 points a game in the last quarter of the season. So I do have his stats up here. So he averaged nine. He he bumped up his points per game by eight. Um, his assists went down. Actually, I mean his his steals went up like point three, and then his total rebounds went up by almost two, basically. And so I mean, yes, I know he did improve like significantly, but like a dude who's an all star like that, I mean, I just unless he like came back from an injury, I I'd be like, okay, yes, but like, and people. I'm not saying he's he did not improve a lot because I mean the stats show it itself right there. I didn't realize he made that big of a jump for points, but I still don't like a dude who's an, a star like that and has been a star. I mean he made a big jump for scoring more points and like stats wise, but like I mean stats wise, yes, you'd be like he made a jump, but like I feel like when you just look at him himself, like I don't think like he's just he's he's an all star of the league. He's probably one of the futures of this league, and like I just. I just don't see it. I mean, yeah. when I feel like there's other people out there that 100% deserved it more. I, I don't – I mean, I think the two guys who – I think – as a Spurs fan, I think Jordan Poole should have won it. That just kind of seemed like the obvious choice. But since he didn't, I feel like DeJounte Murray got robbed. Like he went from – so last year he averaged 16 points a game, five assists, seven boards. This year he averaged 21 a game, 
nine assists, eight boards, and led the league in steals. Yeah. He he is literally the only player ever to put up that kind of stat line. Ever. <laughs> yeah, I like, like come on. <laughs> like I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you at all about that. And well the thing is about is I mean like, John Morant gave it to Desmond Bain as the most proof. Like, I feel like John Morant even realizes he's just like, he's like, I'm already a star of this league. Like, why are they giving me most improved? And then just, honestly, I feel like that was like a slap to the face to the NBA or whoever does the awards and selects it for, I don't even know. But, like, I feel like they're just like, like, wow, it was kind of a slap in the face. We give him this award and he just gives it to somebody else. Like, I feel like John Morant realizes, too, like, he's like, I'm a star in this league. I'm one of the dudes that... Like, you should be scared of. Like, like, why am I getting most improved? Like, I should be being considered for awards that are not most improved, you know? Like, I, and that's what it just seems like to me. That was just the weird part that made it seem like he didn't – wasn't the one that should have got it. It was when he gave it away. I know it was to a teammate, but still. Yeah, that doesn't – like I said, that that just doesn't make – like, uh, I'm – I'm gonna go on and on about this just because I'm as first. If if Dejounte Murray averages five more five more points a game, that's an MVP season. Like if he can get oh, a yeah. scoring up to 26 points a game on on nine assists and eight boards and only two and a half turnovers a game, this isn't a four turnover a game triple double Russell Westbrook. Like 2.6 turnovers a game is all on. Like 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 I said, like if he just gets his points up six or seven points, that's an MVP season. And and I said last year he was averaging 16 points a game, like five assists, seven boards. Like that's so stupid. Like I said, and and like I said, and and, and Jordan Poole literally wasn't even in the freaking NBA last year. Basically, I think he played like a, a few games. Yeah. Like just absolutely and just utterly. I mean, this one just came down to he was he was he was the sexy pick because he does because because he does cool dunks. Like. I can't think of any other reason why why you would give him that award. Yeah, I I don't know. So I've I've spoken to what I want think about it. I I mean, I just I don't think he deserves. I think there's other people out there that deserved it more more from him. But if you wanna, I mean, you can keep keep going on and on going on about it if you want. But I say let's say we have one more topic here to talk about too. If, let's you talk. Wanna. Let's talk about the player in that draft that's definitely not as good as Ja. Yeah. So like I said, the other pro- player from that draft, Jacob said, is Zion. And today, I think someone came out and asked him. They're just like, if the Pelicans were to sign you an extension, like, would you want to do it? And Zion came out and said that like he couldn't sign sign fast enough if the Pelicans wanted wanted to wanted to give him an extension which and, is a lie he's I mean, definitely lying and okay i mean he says that jacob but like i mean sh- should um should the basically the question we ask you is like should the pelicans want to uh, you know extend his you know give, give him an extension to keep playing for him because this this man has played how many he has barely played any games he's played 85 games in his in his this would be technically his third season I mean, he's been in the league for three seasons, and he has played 85 games. Like that, I understand he's been injured, and that's my point: is that he's been injured. And like, the crazy part for me is I cannot just like these last couple of weeks when the Pelicans and it's just like Zion Williams is still out, like definitely out for the season. And then I see these videos of him in, in these warmups, running around, dunking the ball, like doing crazy Zion dunks, like he always does, and I'm like. How are you not ready? I mean, if you 
I again, I don't know the extent of his injury and apparently the hurry. Pelicans doctors are telling him he's not ready to play. It's not the other way around. Oh, okay, well, still, I mean, whatever. But like, maybe that's Zion's way of like being like, oh, they tell me I can't play, but I feel I'm ready. And it's like the probably, opposite of the Spurs and and Kawhi Leonard a few years ago. The Pelicans are probably literally just. I understand the Pelicans, and they're probably just like you know he's out. He's been out the whole season. Might as well just like sit him out for this season and for the rest of the season. Hopefully, he doesn't get hurt in the last two games and but whatever. But I mean, Jacob, should they want to sign? I mean, should Zion want to stay? I mean, it's his career when he came in, everyone's like, this is the the new LeBron James right here, Zion, and we have barely seen him play. I mean, when he does play, man, his stat line is pretty good, but. I mean, Jacob, I mean, I don't know what you think about it. Just I don't know what the move is for the Pelicans. I don't know what the move is for, you know, Zion even. that His stat line is why you extend him because, honestly, if you're the Pelicans, what's your other option? Hope you draft another Zion. Like, <laughs> I think you just extend him because last year in the 60 games he played, he averaged 27 points a game on 60% shooting. Like, I mean – Seven boards, three three point seven assists. Not great, not bad. On you know in the rebounding category. I mean, and he's only shooting point six threes a game. We we know he can shoot. That's not part of his thing. And his rookie year in the twenty five games he played, he was at twenty three points a game on fifty eight percent shooting. It's like you know he's efficient, and you know he can be great when he plays. I mean, he was an all star in his second year and was was and was like top five in scoring when 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 he was actually playing. It's just, you just got to be able to keep him on the floor. And maybe he'll never be, I mean, like I said, maybe he's Greg Oden and he can just never stay healthy. But like I said, I mean, they'll still have two years on his contract, right? I mean, he's, this is only his third year. They're five-year rookie contract, or four years, and then a fifth-year option. But who would, they're, they're going to pick up his option. So, I mean, I say just sign him because, I mean, I don't know what their other options are. And when he plays, he's awesome. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm as big of a Zion hater as there is. I didn't like him going into this draft. I was... Um, I, I, I was high on job on, on, on John Morant, but, um, I did think RJ Barrett was going to be the dude in this class and he hasn't been terrible, but he definitely hasn't been the best player in this class. It's definitely been jaw. Um, so as, as a Zion hater, I really do think they should keep him around because I don't really, I, I kind of think he's their only hope. I I like Zion. I I do. And I thought, uh, honestly, if he wasn't injured, I think you, I mean, his stats show, but that he can be a dude, but when he's healthy, I mean, and like they have one more year of him. And then that fifth year, I mean, I don't even, whatever, I guess I don't even understand what it's an uh, option to them to pick it up. But like, I mean, if they really wanted to, like you say, I mean, they could trade him or something for one last year here, but like, I don't know. I see right here, rookie extension eligible, 25% of cap. He could, they could sign to a five year, $186 million deal. Like extension for him, I say give it to from him. what from what from what I see right here. And well, I mean, I'm one of those players, and like this is this Pat, the Siakam talk to. He's better. He's way better the, than Pascal Siakam is, though. Okay, okay, okay. That's a very very stupid thing to say. That's a, um, he's significantly better when he's when okay, he's when he's healthy. That's that's the stupid mm-hmm. thing. That, yeah, look at his whole career. Anyways, Jacob, all I'm saying is that do I think do I think Siakam was worth the max contract? No. But you know you gotta give him the money, and I, if they they extend it, I'm be about the same thing. Right now, I don't think I don't think Zion would be worth that 186 million for not playing at all. But are you gonna give it to him? Yes. But the thing is, 
the Pelicans have good players around, like right now. I mean, they got Brandon Ingram, they got um, McCollum there now too. Like they're a decent, good team, especially after McCollum came. They really turned Pelicans turned it around. And if Zion could stay healthy, that team would be could be a very dangerous team. And, I think could be a but, contender. Zion needs to be like the best player, and he needs to score thirty points a game. But they could be a contender if Zion can can Zion. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I think that's a big. But if honestly, I don't think they extend him. Honestly, I I I, I feel like they go into next season with their last contract. I mean, unless they want to keep him, whatever. But I mean, I feel like if I was them, I'd just go into it and be like, if you stay healthy, we'll give you a max contract the next year. But if you get injured again, we're just gonna let you go on your your merry way. But I mean, that's that's the only thing I'm gonna say. I, I think Zion's worth it if he stays healthy. But that like I said, that's a big if in his you know career so far. So I mean, he can. He can definitely, like I said, like he can definitely be a Greg Oden or maybe even a better comparison would be even like Anthony Davis or if you're looking at like the MLB, Byron Buxton. Like, 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 like they're just guys in every sport where it's like if they could just stay healthy, they'd be so awesome, but they just can't stay healthy for the life of them. And Zion, and, and it's just kind of looking like, I mean, and frankly, and, and this is what I say going to the league, I said, and I said he's too heavy. He's going to hurt himself. But, the problem with Zion is him, his, him being that big is kind of part of who he is as a player. So it's like, yeah. you know, do you want him to lose 20 pounds and lose, you know, some of that bruiser he has in him so he can stay healthy? And I don't even know if his weight is the problem. I mean, I'm not saying that, 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 that his weight is a problem, but like I had concerns that his weight was going to cause injury issues and maybe his weight is what's causing the problem. Maybe it isn't. I'm, I'm, I'm sure if it was, his trainers make him lose some weight. So maybe it's not, but <clears throat> Yeah, but like I said, I, I got nothing else to really speak about it. Um, I think I've I've said my really have anything else to say. Don't think I have anything else to say about it. So, which means that that concludes our episode for today. Uh, like I said a lot of NBA, NBA, and NFL heavy. Next uh, week when we come back, we'll have the rest of the draft to talk about. Just kind of probably talk about winners and losers and see how teams are looking. You know going forward to the next season and besides that i don't really know what might just be a one one day next week i mean mlb's in season right now but i mean clearly nothing nothing's too exciting is happening there i'm gonna get a little into it i mean i've been following it um actually quite a bit because i bet on it every single day so i actually know what's actually happening in mlb which is kind of weird i actually watched a lot of the yankees uh Baltimore, uh, the or- Orioles game the other day. I'm at work because I was uh, not like actively watching, but like I had it on in the background because um, it was on ESPN, like on ESPN Plus. So I actually got to watch like four or five innings of Yankees baseball passively while I was doing other garbage. But yeah, so I mean, hopefully we'll probably find something to talk about next week. And now yeah, I guess thank you guys for listening, and I'll t- talk to you next week.